0: Chip it's real talk. Main is real talk with your main Chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Talk about Dialect it. to do something about it. chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Maine, it's the show that brings you to your raw To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. It's 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 real talk.
1: Can you hear me? Testing one, two, one, two, one. Hey, how you doing? We went from ho, ho, ho to happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. It is 2021. Uh, we have a brand new year on tap. This is a brand new Real Talk. I am the same old host. Uh, not quite the emphasis on old, but Chip Washington, your humble host on this Monday evening, January 4th, 2021. And uh, of course... Uh, you know, we were out last week uh, for the holiday, and uh, I hope that you all had a wonderful holiday season, a Christmas, and uh, Happy New Year. And I'm, if you're out there listening, I'm very happy that you are back amongst us uh, as we begin a brand new Real Talk in a brand new year. And uh, my hope and uh, prayer and wish for you is that this year is the absolute best year ever. Um, I, I mean, I, I I wish for you abundance beyond comprehension, and I, I just wish good health uh, and 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 just everything uh, that is above and beyond measure. I wish for all of you, uh, and that is my prayer for you for 2021. So everybody doing okay? You guys doing all right out there? It's uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the seats. Uh, I have my my guys with me, Marquette. Uh, is producing the show. Adam is uh, also here helping out, associate producing tonight. And uh, it's always good to see my guys uh, as we uh, begin a, a new year. We have a pretty good show for you tonight. Of course, you know, that is always my hope, to have a pretty good show for you on these uh, Monday evenings. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, education, we're going to speak to as well. And we're going to get a kind of a year in review and a fast-forward Uh, a little bit later on. uh, My first guest will be Karen Vogelsang. She is the executive director of Arise to Read and Red Door Urban Missions. Now, this um, particular group um, is actually doing in-person, face-to-face teaching of young people um, through an apartment complex in this city as well. So she's going to talk to us about uh, how they're pulling this off and, of course, the benefits uh, of being able to see students and students sort of interacting with one another uh, socially and how all this is working out for them. Um, from what I'm to understand, is working out pretty well. Uh, so we will discuss in a few minutes. Uh, I am also going to speak with uh, 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 Mecca. Now, I, I, I'm really bad with names, but uh, uh, Mecca... Uh, is the executive director of Code Crew. Code Crew. And Code Crew is an organization that uh, is dedicated to teaching our young adults uh, about uh, the technological world, Uh, technology, and not only young folks, but uh, adults as well. It's it's, it's a great program. It's a big program. And uh, he's going to uh, talk about uh, what they do, how they get the young people engaged in the future, which is technology. And, uh, you know, uh, kind of how their program uh, operates as well. And finally, uh, we will have an old friend to the Real Talk uh, program. His name is Otis Sanford, columnist, commentator, author. My friend Otis Sanford will be here and we'll do a year in review. And we will always uh, also take a look uh, at uh, what lies ahead uh, as we enter the beginning strains of 2020. 20- uh, twenty one. I tell you, um, 2020 was a year uh, like none other and a year that none of us will ever forget. Uh, we will never forget the 351,000 people uh, who have perished as a result of the COVID virus. Uh, it is still active. It is still with us. Uh, but the good news is that vaccinations are starting to take place around the country. Uh, would, that includes Tennessee and the Shelby County, um, and we'll talk a little bit about that in just a couple of minutes. But, as always, if you are celebrating or have celebrated recently a birthday or an anniversary or otherwise special occasion, uh, congratulations to you, and uh, I hope that uh, it was a wonderful celebration and that you have many, many more, whether it's uh, wedding anniversaries or birthdays or you know anything else in between all of that uh and uh so as we get into the news and notes of the day, you know we may have ended uh twenty twenty you know in terms of uh the violence in the city on a on a pretty tough note over three hundred thirty uh murders last year and eighty highway shootings eighty eight zero highway shootings i i just in my mind, I just can't even fathom that but uh Uh, And we've already started out this year. We've had two murders in uh, the first two or three days of the year um, as well. Several shootings uh, over the weekend. So, uh, you know, sort of we're picking up where we left off. But I uh, am an optimistic person. And I hope that uh, before it's all said and done, uh, we won't see the type of numbers that we saw last year. Now, let me uh, let me ease into uh, the this vaccination situation, because. This is a pretty big deal now, and this is sort of the front-facing story that we're all facing here uh, in Memphis and Shelby County. The Shelby County Health Department is still vaccinating people. Now, they have priority groups. Now, they're working with 1A1 right now, and uh, that has a lot to do with uh, the uh, the frontline workers, uh, you know, the, uh, the the hospital staff, uh, the emergency personnel, uh, you know, law enforcement, police, fire chef, deputies, things like that. Of course, as I, said, as I said, the hospital personnel as well, the nurses and the frontline workers, the doctors, and things like that. Uh, now, where there has been availability, which was last week, they did provide the vaccine to funeral and mortuary workers, as well as people 75 and older. Um, and those people, 75 and older, actually fall in the next group, 1A2. But some of them, I'm to understand, have actually gotten the vaccine. The vaccination sites, now listen to me very carefully. The vaccination sites, which there are two in Shelby County, one at Sycamore View and the other one at Lindenwood Christian Church, are closed this week. Once again, the vaccination sites at Sycamore View and Lindenwood Christian Church are closed this week. Uh, The health uh, department uh, is uh, uh, moving their vaccination efforts uh, to shift to congregate settings, including long-term care facilities, whose staffs and residents are part of the priority group. They will announce when and where the next drive-through vaccination uh, sessions We'll resume for the first group, which is 1A1, which includes the funeral, mortuary uh, workers, and possibly, if there's enough, the 75 and older population. So you need to stay current. You need to stay active. You need to watch the news. Go to the Shelby County Health Department website. Uh, that they're updating daily to provide uh, updated information as to uh, the ever fluid and ever changing situation uh, of the vaccine uh, shots. Okay. So um, just, just stay current and uh, you'll be able to get the information that you need. Go to Shelby community, their website, or you can go to the Shelby County health department website and they will give you the latest updated information. Uh, We have a couple of uh, uh, deaths to report. Uh, Teresa Jones, many of you know Teresa. She was a former school board member and a current uh, Memphis Municipal City judge. But she passed away over the weekend um, after a long bout with cancer. Uh, She was uh, a fierce advocate. I remember when she was on the school board, boy, she was, you know, she wanted the best for our school children, no doubt about it. and, And she made no bones about it. And uh, she was elected, appointed first to be judge, and then she uh, ran in the election and won the election uh, in October of last year. Well, uh, you know, God God bless her and, um, and may she rest in peace. Uh, Teresa Jones uh, passed away over the weekend. Also heard uh, earlier today, Horn Lake High School in Mississippi announced uh, that their principal, Andy Orr, um, died as well, passed away. I uh, don't know what the cause was there, but, uh, you know, we extend our condolences and sympathies uh, to the folks, um, you know, at that uh, at that high school, you know, as well. Uh, There has uh, been, as I said earlier, uh, we talked a lot about uh, uh, the vaccine. uh, But meantime, the death toll uh, and this current surge that we're experiencing nationwide uh, is, is not getting any better right now. 351,000-plus people have died from the COVID virus. And uh, that number just keeps getting higher and higher and higher each and every hour of each and every day. Uh, so you can't let your guard down. You have to stay protected. You have to follow the rules and regulations, which include wearing a mask, uh, keeping a respectable distance from one another, a six-foot and, of course, washing your hands uh, and using hand sanitizer uh, in uh, the process of, of all of that. Because uh, it's going to take a minute for all of this, you know, these vaccines to start to take hold, to start to take place. I mean, we're talking, you know, several months into the year. And maybe, maybe if if things go well in terms of the national vaccine and enough people get the vaccine, which, by the way, is a protector Uh, from you getting the virus and if you do get it uh, you won't have to be hospitalized because it will uh, keep your symptoms minimized hopefully Uh, maybe sometime maybe late fall we can start to return uh, to being able to you know hug and greet each other again and and get out and socialize and go to restaurants and do all the kind of things that we're all used to doing um, in, in terms of that A bit later on, uh, right before I end this broadcast, uh, I wanted to I'm going to pay tribute to somebody um, who uh, is a family member of mine who who passed away um, over actually passed away on uh, on the first uh, of the year. New Year's Day. And uh, he was a classic example of how you live your life is how you are remembered in death. Uh, And uh, when I look at the tributes uh, to him uh, from so many people, I mean, we have a big family, obviously, but but I mean, clearly just people who knew him, not just family members who he touched. But but I mean, friends and colleagues and associates, uh, you know, how you live your life is how you are remembered in death. And uh, he was an absolutely amazing guy. We'll talk more about that uh, a little bit later on in the broadcast. But. Uh, we're gonna get kick, we're gonna kick things off and get it started here. And when we come back, we're gonna uh, put the show into first gear and uh, talk to Karen Vogelsang from the Arise to Read and Red Door Urban Missions Program. Happy New Year! I'm Chip. You know who you are. This is the first real talk of the new year. We'll take a quick break and we're right back.
2: You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be Hi, right this is
3: back. Clayton, and you're listening it's to 91.7 WYXR. Y'all have a safe, happy holiday. Stay safe. Be blessed. We're all in this together. And don't forget to put your mask on. Remember, Willie Clayton said it. Put your mask on. Save your life. Save a loved one's life. Everybody be just fine. Peace. Happy holidays. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Sam. I don't think Jim would mind if we just talk about a little school dropping out. Yeah, education. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I was reading a paragraph the other day that said a little bit of learning can be dangerous. And uh, because today's job market, the smaller your education, the smaller your chances for success. True. So um, I would like to tell our friends don't uh, be a dropout. Drop out of school today, you have less education than most machines. <laughs> That's just a, yeah, uh, <laughs> a, a little, a, yeah, little figure of speech there. But really, it's a true thing. It, true. it doesn't sell uh, doesn't sell the dull, dirty, or uh, the low-paying jobs. Right. You know. Right. But if we stay in school and try to get that education, the kids now really, they really do want to stay in school now. You know, and the ones that don't want to stay in school, watching the ones that are going, going to, school, to school, they really want to get on in there right. because it's so much right. happening. Right. Look, you, look, you're getting your studies. You're getting a chance it's to play with so sports. Things. It's so, so many, many things. beautiful things in school that you can do, you know. So, uh, girls and boys, this is Sam. And I'm Dave. And we would like to say to you, don't, don't be, a, be dropout. a dropout. Stay in school.
0: It's real talk, it's real talk. It's real talk. It's real talk.
1: hey welcome back to the show this is real talk first show of 2021 chip washington here your host very happy to have you with us and as promised uh we uh, have a uh our first special guest of the of the new year she is the executive director of arise to read her name is karen vogelstein karen are you there I am. How are you, Chip? I'm doing great. Happy New Year. And, and Happy uh, New Year to you. And thank you so much for uh, for being the first guest of the new year. I really appreciate it. Wow, what that. an honor. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I don't know about that part, but uh, but, I'm, but I'm happy to have you. I'm I happy, do. <laughs> I'm, I, but I'm happy to have you with us. And uh, Well, thank you. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about uh, this uh, unique program that you have uh, developed and cultivated during a pandemic When most of the children, uh, from the uh, educational perspective, are learning in the virtual world, you have actually found a way to bring them together. So talk to us about what Arise to Read is all about, please.
4: Sure. So Arise to Read was founded over eight years ago um, during the Memphis City-Shelby County Schools um, merger. And basically, our founder, Donna Gaines, her goal was to, to basically uh, work with Superintendent Hobson, who was the superintendent back then, mm-hmm. uh, to bring the community, uh, to bring the faith-based organizations into the schools to support early childhood literacy. So we focus on a very specific literacy skill that really promotes reading proficiency, and our focus is working with second graders. Okay. Well, um, obviously, March of last year, with the Safer at Home order being issued, uh, everybody was sent home, including our 1,200-plus volunteers that were serving as many students, and we wanted to um, – first, we wanted to find a way to get the books that we had purchased because in the end of every school year, we provide – Um, Every single child in our partner schools, and last year we were partnering with 41 schools in the greater Shelby County area. Uh 36 of those schools were actually Shelby County schools. And um, we purchased books for over 4,000 children to take home over the summer because our research shows that when uh, children have access to books, uh, that they are likely to spend time reading those books, exploring those books, and that helps them maintain their reading skills. Mm-hmm. Well, when COVID hit, we were like, oh, my goodness, you know, all the children are at home, what are we going to do? And so a couple things happened. Um, the YMCA uh, basically created these virtual learning hubs where the children could come and be in a safe place and have adult supervision where they could connect with their teachers online uh-huh. to continue their, their virtual learning. Um but at the same time, they also found that there were many children that needed some support. The very young children were kind of support uh, having struggles with um, the online learning format. And so, uh, one of our volunteers from the previous year reached out and said, "Hey, can Arise to Read come to these sites and support the the children?" And we said, "Yes, absolutely." Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of all that, what happened was uh, we still had some books in our um, in our supply room that we wanted to get into the hands of children because we know that. 61% of low-income families have no, inco- uh, no, no books in the home. Right. And you don't get it to be a better reader if you don't have access to books. So we wanted to find a way to get these books into the hands of children who needed them. Uh-huh. And uh, we basically made a connection with Red Door Urban Missions, whose founder is Eric Watkins. Uh-huh. And Red Door is located in the New Horizons apartment complex uh, right <laughs> off of Mill Branch Road. Uh-huh. And we went and took the books out to uh, Eric. And they do summer programming predominantly, but what happened was they also created a virtual learning uh, hub there for children because so many parents were really struggling with how to support their children in this learning format. So Eric has had um, about anywhere from 35 to 40 children at Red Door Urban Missions. And as a result of the YMCA Red Door Urban Missions, and we're also partnering with Memphis Athletic Ministries, we have volunteers that are going into these sites face-to-face, working with the children. And um, typically, Chip, we are working with just second-grade students so that we can fill, help support any gaps that they may have in their foundational literacy skills, so that by the time they go to third grade, they're more prepared for the challenges of third grade. Mm -hmm. Well we found out that there weren't just second graders that were struggling. There were children of all ages. So we were basically pre-testing all of the children at the sites and finding the ones who were behind grade level, and we were finding volunteers to work with those students um, predominantly for an hour a week. That's always our goal, but sometimes it just depends on schedules and things like that. So as a result, we've got volunteers that have been willing uh, during this crazy time with this virus to go face-to-face, Um, with the children and help support their literacy skills. And not only that, but just build strong relationships because the volunteers are working with the same students every week.
1: Wow, that that is very, very impressive in terms of the dynamics of this program. We're speaking with Karen Vogelsang. She is the executive director of Arise to Read. And, uh, of course, um, how many students are we we talking about, uh, Karen? And and I guess the the follow-up to that is, we all know that learning is much better when it's face to face in person, you know, versus the 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 other. So I'm going to have you speak to that as well. But how many students are you dealing with right right now?
4: Um- Probably in total right now between 250, 300 students, which is a far cry from our usual 1,200 students that we've been serving um, for the last couple of years. Wow. I just came on board. Uh, I actually taught in Shelby County Schools for 15 years, Memphis City, Shelby County Schools, teaching first through fourth grade. Okay. Um, and Chip, you're ac- absolutely right. I mean, part of being in the school building is building relationships with your peers, with your teachers. Um, and, uh, you know, virtual learning format, especially for our youngest students is a very challenging format because, you know, you might be telling a student as a teacher, okay, now your assignment is to go and read, you know, whatever that assignment may be. And you might be a struggling reader mm-hmm. and you may not be able to read it. And mm-hmm. you may not be able to have the support at home or even in a virtual learning environment, uh, to get that support that you need. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you ever thought of a time where you were really trying to tackle a task or an assignment that was really challenging sometimes you your your first instinct is to just give up and so We know from our experiences with our volunteers working with our children, these volunteers become such positive, encouraging voices for the kids. And what happens is we see the children just build their confidence in their own abilities. They see themselves as smart and capable. Um, They see themselves as being able to to tackle the task. Their perseverance increases. They get more excited about learning. And so it's just – You know, I think everybody in the education environment is doing the best job that they can, given the circumstances that we have. Nobody gave us a playbook for a pandemic. If they did, I don't know where they're hiding it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But, you know, I I think everybody's doing the best that that they can. But you're absolutely right. Children need the the face-to-face interactions for not only the the academic growth, but also the social-emotional growth as well.
1: Well, you know, just listening to you talk about this and, and understanding and knowing that there is an actual option out there uh, for these young people and you're getting them at their formative years, obviously, um, is really a, 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 a wonderful, wonderful uh, a program. Now, Ken, if someone wanted to know more about uh, this program and perhaps getting their young people involved, what is the process there?
4: Well, really, the first step is just give me a call. I'll be happy to talk about it with you at any time. Um, and the other, the other way you can sort of get some information is to go to our website, which is arisetoread.org. And it's A-R-I-S-E, the number 2,
5: uh-huh. Reed,
4: read, R-E-A-D, .org, so you can check out our website. Our um, office number is 901-347-5545. We are going to be starting about two or three new sites at the beginning of next month. And um, we definitely need more volunteers to work with the children. I mean, our children are our future. And as adults, we really need to take the skills and the talents that we have and invest those in the children because they're the ones that are going to be taking care of us Absolutely. when we're older yeah. and retired and, and things like that. They're the ones that are going to be holding the jobs in our community. And yes, ma'am. I promise you, i worked in Fraser for 10 years. I worked in South Memphis for a couple of years as a teacher. And there's a lot of potential out there. And I always told my kiddos that they could become and be anything they wanted to be. They could dream and to be whatever. But first and foremost, they have to be able to read, um, and and that's just a foundational skill that all of our children have to have in order to be able to um, pursue a job, pursue college, yes. pursue a technical path, whatever it is to become to become a, a radio personality like you.
1: <laughs> well, I'm still I'm still learning at this game here, but thank you f- for the compliment anyway, <laughs> uh, Karen. Thank you so much, uh, sincerely, for taking some time to uh, talk to us about this. I was. I'm very uh, fascinated by what it is that you do, and i and I want to compliment you for taking on this this task. Particularly during this difficult time, continuing to educate our young people and getting them ready uh, as they move forward in life. Thank you so much, and uh, listen. Well, thank
4: you, Chip. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and share something that I'm very passionate about. So, thank you for, for providing me the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Well,
1: look, at any time you you want to come back on the show, or you have a you know new initiative, or you got new recruiting for new volunteers, or or just any new programs, you are welcome anytime.
4: Oh, well, thank you so much. Believe me, I will take you up on that offer.
1: <laughs> thank you, Karen. Really appreciate it. You take care. Talk soon. Thank you. Take
4: care and God
1: bless. Okay, you too. Well, that was a uh, that was a great conversation uh, with uh, Karen Vogel saying, you know what, uh, learning is a much better when it's face-to-face, uh, and I pray that uh, before this year is out, we can get back to that in a very safe manner, of course, uh, with our young people. Great first uh, first guest, off to a great start. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about The Code with the executive director of Code Crew. Uh, we'll have that and much more as Real Talk rolls on for this Monday. I'm Chip. You know who you are. Quick break. Back Back in a minute.
3: Hi, Carla Thomas speaking. Listen, there's no harm in staying in school. You gain so much and you have so much more to offer to your country, yourself, and to other young people who will follow in your footsteps. There's a key to the door of your future in the classroom. Go and get it and do something with it. We're the stable singers. I'm
6: Yvonne Cleo And I'm Papa. I'd just like to say please don't use dangerous drugs
0: because it's detrimental to your soul and your life. We need you, young people. Don't use drugs.
3: Please stay away from girls.
4: Support for WYXR comes from our partner, Spaces Group. Spaces Group is a commercial furniture dealership located in Memphis, Tennessee and Jackson, Mississippi, specializing in furniture for the corporate, healthcare, educational, government, and not-for-profit markets. For more information or to start your project, visit spacesgrp.com.
1: On this Monday, January 4th, 2021. So happy to have you with us uh, on uh, this uh, first show of a brand new year. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the code. Uh, there is a tremendously successful and wonderful organization out here in the city and in the, in the county called. The Cold Crew, and I love that name, by the way. And we are fortunate to have the executive director of Cold Crew now. Uh, he, he told me his first name is pronounced Meka, like Jamaica. So uh, Meka is on the phone, and I'm going to let him tell everybody his last name. Meka, you there?
6: I am here, and uh, <laughs> and my and my name is Meka Egwerekwe. Uh, my father's from Nigeria, but I'm from South Memphis. uh, But everyone calls me Maker for Short.
1: All right, Maker for Short. That's what I'm going to call you. you And and thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I really do.
6: Well, I appreciate it, and I'm honored to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to share a little bit about uh, what I jokingly call a gospel computer science education.
1: All right, let's get into it. Uh, And first, before we even get started, Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy And Happy New Year to you as well. That's right. Okay, so uh, we all want to know about the Code and the Code Crew. You are the executive director of this organization. For those of us who are less informed, tell us about the Code Crew.
6: Well, uh, Code Crew, we are a nonprofit founded right here in Memphis that uh, teaches kids and adults about computer science and how to think computationally. And we prepare kids and adults for college, career, and entrepreneurship in computer science. Okay. So, you know, We start we started back in 2015 uh, with some support from the Memphis Grizzlies, mentoring kids at the uh, Leicester Community Center in Binghampton. Uh, and now that's grown into um, uh, numerous in-school electives classes across the city, after-school programs across the city, adult coding boot camps. where We train adults uh, and prepare them for jobs that pay $50,000 a year or higher. We also train teachers to teach computer science, and we've been successful getting legislation, computer science. So those are kind of like the pillars of Code Crew and all the things that we do but uh, we believe in running twice as fast as the ones in front, so we're doing a lot at, at once.
1: So uh, when I reached out to you, I th- at, uh, we talked about the fact that I saw a story that was done, I believe, in reference to you all getting some uh, uh, some some monies uh, from uh, – did, uh, did I get that right yes. in terms of uh, donations? Yeah, absolutely. Talk about that. I'm sorry. I- yeah, but, yeah.
6: Sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've been fortunate uh, to uh, most recently uh, receive some funds from Verizon,
5: yeah. uh,
6: who has uh, invested in us so that we can uh, bring more K-12 computer science education, especially in the form of after-school programs, to more kids in the city. And so uh, right now we're working between, with between four and 500 kids a week, uh, teaching computer science in the form of robotics or wow. mobile apps uh, or um you know, video games and different different topics, uh, drone programming. We well we were doing before COVID, <laughs>
5: yeah.
6: um, but but we're able to do uh, a lot of the things that we were doing in person. We're able to do online, like we can do robotics online with a great uh, platform called CoderZ and a number of different things. And Verizon, and our friends there, are, are contributed fifty thousand dollars to Code Crew uh, for us to continue to scale up our K twelve offerings. Um, they, uh, we're fortunate to have a number of different corporate sponsors. Back, Bank of America is another great one who, who contributed fifty thousand dollars to Code Crew wow. uh, a year ago. And so we're uh, we're thankful for their support and so many others. I could go on and on.
1: Well, I, you know, um, a, a, as you were saying that, I was I was thinking about um, just how how big uh, the technology aspect of our world has become. And I do know that there are a lot of young people who are very interested in, 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 in the tech world. And based on the 400 to 500 uh, kids that you uh, are, are dealing with right now, I take it you would agree with that. This is a pretty big deal, isn't it? Uh, it, it is,
6: yeah. yeah. I mean, um, so right now it is, it is just uh, the absolute right time to, to get these skills. I and mean, we're, we're raising our children. Our children are growing up today. Uh, surrounded by computers, surrounded by software, surrounded by algorithms, mm-hmm. and the the reality is that if 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 they don't get more access to become producers of technology in this space, uh, they, they, you know they're they're going to find not only find themselves behind, but you know I, I like to put it this way: they need to put algorithms on their menu, or they're going to be on the menu of the algorithms. You know, um, we've got to uh, equip kids and adults for these for these opportunities in, in tech. Especially in Memphis, where our largest demographics are the ones that are most underrepresented in the space.
5: Right.
6: If we're going to achieve that prosperity, we all say that um, you know Memphis has a potential of achieving. Uh, I'm quite tired of talking about potential. I'm tired. I'm ready to let make this happen. <laughs> right. And yeah. uh, but if we're going to achieve that, we've got to get more African Americans, Latinx, and girls into into this space, especially because those are our largest and fastest growing demographics.
1: We are talking with. Uh uh, Meka, He is the executive director of Code Crew. And are you finding that, um, based on that last statement you made about incorporating even more uh, people into the pool here, are you finding that um, is that a difficult pull, or, or or do you have more folks than you can really handle at any particular point in time?
6: Um, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if we have more folks than we can handle necessarily, um, uh, but but. Yeah, we. It, one of the first lessons for, especially for kids, but even adults uh, that we engage with, is for them to realize that this field is not rocket science. that it's not just for white and Asian males. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a, it's been a challenge because all of society, whether you're white and Asian male or not, <laughs> has assumed that this is for white and Asian males.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, and uh, so to get them to see that this is something that they can do, uh, that's the first step. Really, it's a psychological step, if you will. Some, and so sometimes it can be challenging to get uh, those uh, who are African-American, Latinx, or, or women to see that they can do this just like anyone else. Um, and uh, so we, you know, but, but uh, that's oftentimes, especially with kids, if they're like in our mobile app class, first thing they do is they build a mobile app that first day. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple app that's got a button of, uh, with Dr. King, Dr. King's picture on it.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: They click the button, it says part of one of his speeches, they leave that day having made an app. Um, and it's it's um, uh, but that psychological step of them recognizing that is is uh, it's always been a challenge until we uh, are more successful ourselves at building that culture of coding, that culture of computational thinking that we want to build in Memphis. So so um, so, yeah, so that that's how I'd answer that question. at least.
1: So as you uh, incorporate uh, more of uh, these young people uh, into this, I would call culture. Uh, are they your best advocates? Are they your best sales folks to go out and say, "Hey, look, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm, am a part of Cold Crew, and here's what we're doing. And you need to come on and be a part of this thing." Do you find that to be really, you know, almost, almost uh, your best sales pitch? The ones who are in the program and enjoying it now.
6: It is a tremendous sales pitch, and I'm, I'm always proud. Uh, for example, we had two young ladies last year win the congressional app challenge for uh, Tennessee Congressional District Nine. Oh my! Uh, and then this year, they paired with another student, and the three of them won it again.
5: Right? Oh my! Uh, That's this wonderful. Year.
6: Yeah. Um, we had another young man who who uh, won a national competition with the uh, uh, Black Data Processing Associates at the uh, conference uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's in college, and he is uh, lining up to be a TA to teach other students. Ah, uh, we've had uh, others go on into college and become TAs for us, teaching assistants for us. So, uh, so they're they're giving back in that way. Uh, though all, all our TAs are paid though too. So we, you know, they actually get a chance to make a few extra bucks too mm-hmm. while they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've got uh, you know kids that, that have uh, published apps and you know kids that have gone on to do a lot of great interesting things. And so uh, that's that's what uh, keeps me going, if you will. Uh, that that. Uh, the that flywheel effect that that keeps the organization going uh, through through these kids uh, demonstrating their accomplishments. We're a young organization. We've been around for a little over five years, um, and and as the longer we're around, the, the the greater that impact and the greater those stories will be. And it's not just the kids; it's the adults too. We've sure. got uh, adults who, who graduated from our programs. You know, when you look at those who are placed into jobs, and again, we try to target them at fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're averaging just under that. And um, but the average income before they come in is is about fifteen thousand dollars a year,
5: oh, okay. um, and
6: so to go from fifteen to about forty eight, forty nine on average, um, is a significant jump. Yeah, a pretty big. Uh, that can be life changing for yeah. for uh, you know it has been life changing for a number of individuals.
1: I hear the pride in your voice, in particular when you were talking about the young people who have achieved so much success through your program so early in life. And I, I, I I'm just I'm 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 feeling really good just hearing you talk about the pride that you have in those who have been through your program and and have and, and are really doing some big things. But before I let you go, um, let people know how they can be a part of this, how they can get get in contact with you, how they can donate. Just let them know anything that you need to let them know.
6: Sure. Absolutely. Well, um, and we have a number of different ways to get involved with Co-Crew. If you've got kids. And you're interested in, or they're interested in, uh, in some of our after school programs, you can go to our website at code crew.org mm-hmm. and sign your child up. Our our, our spring after school programs start again, uh, I think around the twenty eighth of January,
5: okay,
6: uh, give or take. And, and so certainly, if you're interested in your kids being a part, uh, if you're interested in us being, uh, at your school, please reach out to us at team at code crew.org. That's T E A M at code crew.org.
5: Uh,
6: send us an email, and we, uh, because we would like to bring computer science directly in the schools, in the more schools in Memphis. Uh, If you're an adult, visit our website as well for our our full-time and part-time adult coding boot camps. Uh, If you're interested in volunteering, reach out to us at team at codecrew.org. And certainly if you're interested in donating, uh, there are multiple ways to do so. You can do so uh, primarily on our website. Uh, Just go to code-crew.org, click the donate button, and we gladly gladly p- uh, put your dollars to the betterment of a tech culture here in Memphis. Um, and I'll just say that uh, we're we're excited to be partners with the Black Tech, just, the Black tech Futures Research Institute. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a partnership between uh, uh, several of us in Memphis. That's Epicenter, Lemoine, and Code Crew in Memphis. partner with Nashville, Houston, and Birmingham to uh, to with the goal of building thriving, sustainable tech ecosystems for African Americans in these four cities. And so it's a lot of great things and exciting time right now. And so uh, certainly great, uh, lots of ways to engage. But start with our website.
1: Look, man, I have really enjoyed this conversation with you. And I have and I really enjoyed learning more about Cold Crew. But 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 one thing, you know, um, um, if, if you and I ever have a conversation again, it, it, it's against the, the, the rules of Real Talk for the guest to have a smoother voice than the host. So I so so we'll have a conversation about that offline. <laughs> I don't I don't think I,
6: I don't think I can compete. Uh, oh did, yeah, oh you, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you got can. the smoothness. Oh man, you and, and the show to, to show for it. Listen, listen,
1: look, I look, I really appreciate you, man. And look, happy new year, and you're welcome back on this show on the serious tip anytime. Really appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much.
6: Thank you so much as well. Have a happy new year. Take care and we'll talk again soon. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. That was uh, Maka, uh, and he is, the uh, like I said, the executive director of Cold Crew. Man, that is a great, great, great program. Listen, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the year past and the year ahead with Mr. Otis Sanford. You are listening to Real Talk, and we will be right back.
2: You're listening to Real Talk with Chip Washington. If you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, or special occasion, shoot him a note and he'll read it on the air. Get involved and tell somebody about Real Talk. We'll be right back.
4: Crosstown Concourse is celebrating the holidays by shining bright. This year's Delight at Concourse festivity will last all December long, featuring indoor and outdoor light installations, pop-up dining areas, daily live music, and more. Thank you for being our light in the dark. Now, Crosstown will delight you.
2: Like what you're hearing? WYXR is a listener-supported station. Help keep the sound of Memphis alive by donating at WYXR.org.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk. This is uh, Chip, and uh, we are are, uh, rolling through our first show of the brand new year. And I could not think of a better person to come on the very first show of this year uh, to talk about things past and things future than uh, a a man I am very proud to call a friend. Uh, He is the columnist, commentator, and author of, also known as Mr. Otis Sanford. Otis, you there?
7: <laughs> I am here, Chip. Thank you so much, and Happy New Year to you, my friend.
1: Ha- happy New Year to you as, <laughs> as well, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, sure. A couple of things uh, uh, to talk about um, as we ended a year like none other. Uh, mm-hmm. Just simply put, what as you, as you sit back and reflect on it, uh, what are your thoughts
7: Oh, uh, so many. Yeah, um, sure. the, you just said it though. It's it's a year like none other. It's up in it upended all of our lives in countless ways. Not to mention the fact that the lives that it took. Uh, this COVID nineteen. I mean, I got personal friends who passed away as a result of it. Mm. It hit my family, um, and certainly upset and and altered. You know my work, my working uh, um, habits and things of that nature, and, and 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 beyond all of that, you had all of the um, craziness around the election.
5: Yeah,
7: you had uh, the the protest in the street as a result of the senseless killings of African Americans, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery and others.
5: Yes,
7: uh, and so you had all of that going at the same time. So it was just a dismal year. I think it was the most dismal year of my lifetime.
1: You have uh, been uh, really covering uh, the memphis Chevy County beat for about four decades now. And uh, there isn't much that you haven't seen, uh, I-, I would imagine. And-, and as you well stated, that 2020 was just something that, I mean, for all of us, uh, completely altered everything that we would know as normal and even as we enter into 2021, I, I would imagine that it's still going to be, uh, we're, we're going to be in a new normal, even um, at some point in time when we can try to get back to a, a semi-normal lifestyle. Would you agree?
7: Oh, absolutely. I agree with that, Chip. I mean, it might be a new year, but uh, we're going into this new year during some of the same things we did uh, in 2020, for example. Uh Teaching is still going to be online. Uh, there, I teach at the University of Memphis. Yes, and my classes will be all on Zoom uh, again in the spring uh, for the third semester. And so, um, yes, that's the main thing that's going to um, be the be the same. We will still have to cope with this uh, coronavirus pandemic. But the one thing that I hope will be different, I'm really hoping that we get start to get. A little bit of sanity back into our national politics. Yeah. Um, we won't do it this week, yeah. but after the twentieth of January, I'm really hoping we start to get some sanity back.
1: It has, yeah. That's that's uh, been been one of the major headlines, and as you say, it, it's not quite over yet. Uh, we haven't quite turned the page yet, but uh, you know that that uh, should hopefully be coming soon. Uh, speaking uh-huh. speaking of politics, let me let me let me bring it to. Uh, to the local uh, perspective uh, f- mm-hmm. from, your, from your viewpoint. Um, accomplishments, uh, disappointments in 2020 in, in terms of uh, the local government uh, aspect of things? Well, I mean, it's, it's,
7: it's, it's hard to, to say, uh, only because there couldn't be a lot of major accomplishments Mm -hmm. primarily, again, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. It overshadowed everything. So, you know, even the things that I would assume that Mayor Jim Strickland wanted to do in Memphis or the city council had on his plate, um, those things either didn't happen or pretty much got ignored uh, because people were so um, consumed by the coronavirus. I think you have to look... At county government, probably more than anything else Mm -hmm. for the year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, and and a lot of that has to do with the health department because they were the front and center of anything noteworthy in 2020. And you have to ask yourself, how did they handle the coronavirus? Well, it was, it was good and bad there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were, you know, there were fits and starts and they, they provided information, but sometimes they did not do a good job of enforcement, and uh, so it, it was it was it was tough there. Um, I think if I had to give a grade to either one of the city mayors, uh, I'd give a B to Strickland and a B to to Harris. I mean, uh, again, they couldn't do much of anything just because uh, everybody was sort of locked into this virus.
1: Speaking with uh, Otis Sanford on this first Real Talk of the New Year, uh, let's shift perspectives, if we can, to mm-hmm. uh, the, a record that none of us are too thrilled about, which is the over 300 uh, murders that we had in uh, the city this year, 330, I believe, to be exact, 80 uh, highway shootings. Uh, we are in the midst of uh, about to select a brand new uh, police director. Your take?
7: Yeah, I mean, that was obviously one of the dismal things of the year as well, was our homicides going up to 330, uh, first time ever yeah. it had even reached 300. Mm-hmm. You know, the record was 228 back yeah. in 2016. Right. Uh, so that's a, that's a terrible thing. Uh, there are a lot of factors that go into that. Some of that can be COVID-related just because of the isolation, the the, the despair the 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 lack of of ability to get job i mean there's a lot of reasons why the homicide rate went sky high this year because yes. it went sky high in other cities as well yeah uh so that's 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 very depressing um i i i do think that uh all mm-hmm. eyes for 2021 are, are going to be on the a selection of a new police director I, I i said on television that that was the top that will be the top story in memphis for 2021 will wow, okay. we'll succeed uh, michael rollins yeah. and the community is demanding to have some input into that i think they should have some mm-hmm. uh, and we'll see where it goes and there's also a question about whether it should be somebody coming up through the ranks as it always is or should memphis go outside and and get somebody from outside the city.
1: You know, I'm going to ask you. Um, there you, may, you know, there
7: may be for that this
1: time. Yeah, you know, I'm going to ask you what your what your thought is. You think we should look inside or go outside?
7: <laughs> I think we should do both. Uh, we let's look at inside, but let's not close off going to the outside. Okay. I mean, Memphis, and and you said it earlier. You know, I've been around the city for many years, and I've covered a lot about city government and uh, and county government too. Um, but um, in, in the history of uh, the police department where police directors are concerned, mm-hmm. um, there's only been two from the outside since the early 1970s. Um,
5: wow. One
7: was a guy named Jay Hubbard back in the early 70s. He only lasted a couple of, a couple of years. And then um, Buddy Chapman was not, idiot. he did not come up through the ranks, although he was a Memphis area uh, a guy, mm-hmm. but he did not come up through the police department. Mm-hmm. Other than those, All of them have come up through the ranks, you know, from, you know, from um, Chief Ivy and uh, Bolton and, uh, uh, you know, just the list goes on and on and on. All of them came up through the ranks. So the question is, do we need to look outside? And I say do both. Look inside and outside.
1: Absolutely. Well, listen, man, I I always enjoy having you on this show. I really do. I, I love listening to you talk and give only the perspective that you can give because you know this city and you know this county you've been here uh you've been and you've been doing what you do for a long time highly respected uh and uh you know i'm gonna have you back so uh (laughs) i know you are as 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 as, 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 as events arise my friend i'm gonna have you back on the show but in the meantime thank you otis for taking a few minutes of your time to, to visit with our real talk audience and i look to talk to you soon
7: Well, thank you, Chip. And again, Happy New Year to you and your audience. Hope we have a better 2021.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Oles. Appreciate it. All right. All right. right. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that has been the conclusion of a really, really good show. And uh, before I get out of here, I said earlier that uh, I lost a family member uh, January 1st. Uh, His name was Reggie Salone. And um, he was uh, my cousin. Uh, he died after a long and courageous battle with cancer at the age of 59. Uh, and, uh, you know, as I said uh, before, um, what people, how you live is, is, is directly related to what people think after you have left this earth. And um, I have uh, visited uh, the family uh, uh, website uh, and I have seen the comments so many comments I mean so many comments um, about him uh, as a man him as a mentor him as a father him as uh, you know a a relative a friend a confidant a colleague and all I can say is it it really makes me want to be uh, a a better person uh, because uh, how you live um, in this life, and, the li- and the, those that you touch in this life um, will leave an indelible mark, uh, you know, on you. Um, he used to, you know, we didn't really v- uh, verbally talk much, but, it, you know, he would always support this show and, uh, and he give me positive uh, comments and, and support, and he'd always call me because he cuz. Uh, he uh, leaves behind uh, six beautiful daughters and, and a wife, uh, and, and a host of uh, brothers uh, and, and sisters and, and family members um, spread out all across this country, and uh, and, and I can and I can uh, sit here and say uh, to all of us uh, who are still here, uh, finish your assignment. Uh, we have work to do, but more importantly, think outside of yourself and reach outside of yourself and. Uh, reach down and help someone uh, who may need a hand up uh it is never too late uh to be a, a positive influence uh in this world on somebody else and so as we uh get on out of here now uh thank you so much for listening to the show and uh i really appreciate your support and your encouragement if, if you like what we do uh tell somebody about it and uh, in the meantime and in between time if the lord says so i will be back along with my crew uh next week, same time, same station. In the meantime, I'm Chip. And I'm out.
0: Let's talk about it. Dialect and do something about Chip got to floor wide open. If you got questions about it, many. It's the show that brings you to your wrong. To solve all problems and start real talk. Real talk. real talk. It's real talk.